now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. So, Amy, I recommended that um, uh, that movie tracking app um, for you. Have you been using that in your quest to watch all of these awesome old movies? Yes, I started using it. It was called Letterboxd, right? Yes, yep. Letterboxd. Letterboxd. It's, it's the word Letterboxd, just with a D at the end. Right, Letterboxd. <laughs> yes, Letterboxd. And... It's really good when you enter in a movie, you search for the movie, just in a little search bar, and then it shows the results and you click on it, and when you add it to your watch list, it shows them all as movie posters. And I love that about it, because there are a lot of these films that I've seen that I've never seen the movie poster for, or a lot of them are not on home media. So when I get to see the movie poster, it's neat to see uh, what they look like back then, because some of the really old movies from the early 30s were done like paintings or drawings and not pictures. Yeah, they're illustrated. So those are really cool. Oh, yeah, those are really cool to look at. So Yeah, I mean, I was was actually kind of shocked. I started doing that because I keep track of the movies that I see in the theater. Um, mainly to see if the things that I do, such as use the movie watcher card, um, or you know, go to like the the AMC five dollar Tuesdays, I'll look back and see all the movies that I've seen, and you know, see if it's worthwhile to keep doing those things. You know, like the mm-hmm. you know cost benefit. Um, I was doing it in just a list on like the Notes app, which takes forever to type it in. That was um, me. That's what yeah. I'm doing too. So, and I, and I know you went one step further, and Dean, this is where it ties you in. Amy had a spreadsheet that she could sort. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was proud. Oh, um, yeah. I like that. I and, was and, thinking about adding in some more um, categories, like yeah. star, co-star, co-star mm-hmm. Q. <laughs> yep. But the great thing about um, um, the app is you can search for any of those categories. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you click on it, and it's like, oh, you know, this movie, you know, add it to a list. And then you go to add it to your list. And then if you don't see it at the end of the list, guess what? You've already got it on your list. It's great. I really like that app. I have a whole bunch more movies to add. I think I did a little over 100, and I'm not even halfway through my list. See, yeah, I, I need to add that app. I need to add Untapped. I'm just so far behind on all of my tracking. Well, and it's funny because I, I started doing Untapped, which is basically the same thing for beer. I started doing that when I went to the Asbury Park Fest, Fest Hall when it opened because I told myself I want to try every beer they have on tap. Well, after like the fifth visit, it's like, okay, which of these have I had? Because the taps, they're constantly changing out. Like they have quote unquote guest taps. Um, they have about 50 beers on draft. So I'm like, how am I going to do this? And that's when I started just charting my beer and untapped, which is great, because it starts giving you recommendations based on styles that you like. And you said the movie so app I does can, the same thing, right? Right, exactly. So, you know, if you like this, um, you can find other movies by this actor or actress or director or, you know, what have you. And, the you know, same thing with untapped. It does that for beers. I can also look up beer... Like I'm in a grocery store and there's something I don't I'm not familiar with. I type it in. It tells me like kind of what it tastes like, and if any of my friends have liked it, uh-huh. which is really cool. 
because I've got some friends that are really big beer connoisseurs. They're the ones in low um, places, right? Yes. I'd put myself at about a, on a scale of one to 10, I'd put myself at about a four um, compared to some of the other people that I'm friends with. This is not a tracking app, but if anyone plays Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, <laughs> tweet our Butter and Bacon Twitter account with your ID so that I can friend you on Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. I'm on there at least once a day, and I can help you with um, getting into the quarry with your um, requests for help to get into the quarry. I check those. Um, I, I keep my little market box stocked with all of the stuff that you frequently need for requests and all that kind of thing. So send me your ID for Pocket Camp. And I can tell you, I believe all of the three apps that we mentioned are free. Mm-hmm. You know what isn't free? Parking at Disney. But you know who is free are our friends and our guests. Hi, welcome to Butter and Bacon, where we discuss the good stuff of Disney. Although today might just be the good stuff for Disney. Um, I'm Polly. With me, as always, is uh, oh, Dean. Let's go, Dean, first today. Hi, Dean. How are you? Hi, Polly. Thanks for coming over to record. I just want to let you know you can park there, and as long as you <laughs> leave today, it's free. But if you're going to stay overnight, that's twenty-four dollars. Okay. Well, your driveway is long enough, so you're going to make pretty penny tonight. <laughs> Um, as the recent nor nor'easters have shown ex exactly how long your driveway is to you. Yes, Ugh. And also laughing here is Amy. Amy, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Tonight is the second night of the first four of the NCAA tournament. Really? Tell me more. It, you know what? There's still time for our listeners to enter our bracket competition. Look up our Twitter account at Butter and Bacon. You will see tweets aplenty about how to enter the bracket competition. It's free. Um, you can enter in multiple brackets. So if you and then like one or two people in your family also want to enter and they don't have IDs, like it's your kids or something, you can have multiple brackets. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, bragging rights only. So come and enter. Make sure that you enter. I think the deadline is probably going to be tomorrow tip. because that yeah, yeah tomorrow tip noon. tomorrow tomorrow noon. So by the time tomorrow the show noon. posts, I'm going to try and get it out by midnight. You have 12 hours to get your bracket. <laughs> we're recording. I say tomorrow. I just want you guys to know that we're recording this on Wednesday night. So tomorrow is Thursday, and we'll also do another tweet, like letting you know the absolute cutoff time. But um, get your brackets in, fill them out. I think that last year they also had like autofill options. So if you don't know anything about college yes. basketball, but you yes. still want to just have fun with us and get shout outs on the update shows, just join us. It's fun. Don't worry about it. Just come on. Completely agree. Thank you, Amy, for that update. And uh, Amy will be our, again, NCAA Amy, which I just Ooh. enjoy saying. It's fun. Ooh. NCAA Amy. Did, did we mention the password? Amy Sings. Yes, that's right. Yes, password Amy the password sings. is Amy Sings. I just wanted to say again, But the news du jour, the reason that we did an emergency all-hands-on-deck recording on Wednesday, uh -oh. which we never do, uh -oh. Disney has announced a change. How do you rate your pain let's talk the first change first uh parking 
used to be included at Disney Resorts. Now for overnight guests, not included. Three different price points for the three different classes of resort. Uh, Amy, do you have any information specifically on this? Yes, I do. So, here's the deal. It applies only to Walt Disney World, and they've decided that they're going to charge you to park your car at their on-site resorts when you park overnight. Day guests, this does not apply to them. If you're going over to the Polynesian to park and go eat at Ohana, you're fine. No charge. This only applies to overnight guests staying at the resorts. So, here are the fees. It says, effective for reservations made March 21st, 2018 and thereafter, standard overnight self-parking is available to register guests for a fee that will be applied to their hotel folio upon checkout. All parking fees include applicable tax. So this is a per night parking charge, not for your whole stay. And it will apply on your folio and be charged upon checkout. All right. So now, here, and now, did they mention, is that per car or per room? Oh, I'm sure it's per car. I took I took it to be per car, but I mean, yeah, because like, like you know, like because I'm thinking like the you know sleeps twelve uh, grand villa. Mm. <laughs> if you had like eight adults, that's a lot of cars. Yeah, but if you're splitting it up among eight people, it's going to be negligible anyway. Well, no, but you can't split the cars if it's per car. I'm talking about the fee. Yeah, I know. So am I. If you've got eight adults and that's four cars, you're paying four fees. It's not like I'm going to be splitting up Dean's parking fee. Anyway. You know what? We'll have to get back to you on that. <laughs> we'll have a recap update when someone has the grand villa. <laughs> the, o, the O in Yo Poly stands for obstinate. Just for <laughs> All right. I, I think that's been confirmed. <laughs> All right. So here we go. The standard overnight parking charges per resort category. Here we go. Disney Value Resorts, $13 per night. Disney Moderate Resorts, $19 per night. And, and Disney Deluxe and Deluxe Villa Resorts, $24 per night. Now here are a few little extra tidbits. Complimentary standard parking is available to guests staying at the campsites at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort. Each campsite provides parking space for one motorized vehicle. Valet parking is available at select Disney Deluxe Resorts and Disney Deluxe Villas for $33 per night. Alright, so there is a little bit more for me to share. Disney Vacation Club members will not be charged for standard overnight self-parking when staying at a DVC Deluxe Villa, regardless of whether they use vacation points or another form of payment. Members also will not be charged to park when using vacation points to stay at a Walt Disney World Resort Hotel, like if they stayed at just the standard Polynesian Village Resort or Riverside or just whatever. All right, and there is just a little bit more information here. All right, the unofficial guide Twitter account. They shared with us that exempt from parking fee at Walt Disney World hotels are guests with disabilities, cast members staying as guests, guests part of a group or convention, 
guests staying at the campsites at Fort Wilderness, I already said that, and guests who wish to dine, shop, enjoy activities, or visit a resort during the day. So those folks are not staying overnight. So those categories of folks are exempt from the overnight parking fees. Everybody else, got to pay up. Okay, so I completely understand why they would not be doing Fort Wilderness. Because, mm. I mean, come on. You, you, you're, paying, you're sleeping in a tent. Shout out. Well, not Br- only that, but Shout out Br'er Taylor. You have to drive in. You have yeah. to. There's no magical express. I mean, unless you're staying at the cabins, but I mean, uh. Can you imagine somebody taking magical express you and can. they've had like a huge tent that they brought and like well, checked uh, baggage now, uh, that it comes out? Well, I can tell you, Amy, the bag that a four person tent goes in into these days is probably smaller than a lot of carry-on that people are bringing. Is it really? Okay. Yeah. See, I, I'm not an experienced camper. Yeah, we, we but... camp uh, we camp at Sandy Hook um, about every other year now. And um, yeah, the bag that our tent lives in is approximately 18 inches long and it's maybe, maybe nine inches around. Like, well, not there are There are also a lot of people who drive down, like they drive with their RV yeah. And they hook up their RV, but they yeah. also tow their car behind the RV. And so they, you know, they would have a car. Right. So I, I'm not, I would assume that that's included as part of the campsites. Now, what's interesting is I wonder if this is going to make the problem of people reserving campsites, but only for the for the room keys. Oh, I wonder no. if it's going to make that problem worse. Because that's, that's just dishonest anyway. Yeah. Because you can get up to 12. I thought that they, did they not close that loophole? Is that still going on? Uh, as far as I know, that's still going on, but I could be because going on old Magic information. Bands. It's not keys to the world anymore. Well, yeah, but you still, then you can still get Magic Bands. But I mean, because in a campsite, mm. you at a camper, you can you can have a boatload of people. Knock well, it off, spe- people. Knock there it was off. speculation that they were sending a ranger around to check campsites overnight to make sure they were actually populated. Which yeah. is, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how in practice that actually was, but they were right. reserving the right that they could do that and cancel your reservation yeah. if nobody shows up. I mean, uh, but, but honestly, you can yeah. play by the rules, people. Knock Just play by the rules. But, yes. you know, so let's get to the crux of the matter. Yes. Who's this affecting? Mm. Dean. Bean. Dean. I mean, seriously, <laughs> this is affecting you, people it like is. you, and people me, like me. Me, yeah. And people like me on my last trip, mm. where I'm flying in and renting a car. Mm-mm-mm. And staying on property, mm. whereas it used to be included and it used to be a perk. Now they're almost making people, not making, but you know, they're strongly suggesting through force of payment to use Magical Express, use Disney transportation, which would include new minivans and these gondolas that they're building and the monorails that they might fall out of. <laughs> That's a different hot topic. <sighs> Polly's fired up tonight. Don't, don't set I, you her know, off, Polly. It's, it's one of, I'm not going to set off Amy. Um, I, it's one of those things that when, when I saw this news this morning, I'm kind of like, eh, all right, so they're doing like what every other hotel does. Except then I thought about it. I stayed in Boston at this great timeshare, and parking at the timeshare, right, was $58 a night. I chose to walk five blocks to park at the Aquarium Public Parking Lot for $22 because I was not going to pay 60 bucks just to have my car someplace. 
So, you know, I, I was like, eh, that's life in the big city. You know, you're staying in Boston. What do you expect? No, you're at the vacation kingdom of the world. You're supposed to go and just relax. Everything is taken care of. You get a package. It is all inclusive. You can, you know, it, it, again, if you're following kind of that Disney prescription, you are getting your room tickets. You're getting your park tickets, room tickets, room keys, park tickets. You're getting transportation. If you get a car, you can, you know, kind of be master of your own domain and you can get around and it's all included in your resort, in your package, you know, to coin a phrase, it is magic your way. But now it is adding still is, but it's adding an a la carte feature where there wasn't one before. Right. And that's what's bothering me. So it's a display function that bothers you. It's not the cost. No, it's not the cost. It's not the cost. Because it's it's the fact that they're attacking it on as an add-on, as Amy said, at checkout. It is not going to be... It will be part of the advertised price in the fine print. It will not be part of the large number you get for the cost of your vacation. They're making it less advantageous to secure your own transportation and to be able to leave property they they yes. are oh 100 here's, here's what they're doing they're punishing the people who want to have a car who wants to save money by going off property and getting groceries going off property and having yep. some meals being able punishes. to go other places I mean, yeah. to shop it is punishing I, saying, I, I, punishment is a saying, wrong word because they're saying okay (laughs) here's what they're saying to excuse it they're saying and and actually there are people who emailed disney today and had phone calls with representatives this evening so this is what this is a line that they were fed you know what that's that's going to be like me screaming at the tide here here is here's what they said (laughs) an industry standard has been set this is Mm -hmm. industry standard so we are following industry standard yeah so they're (laughs) they're saying everybody else in the orlando area all the other resorts all the other hotels are charging for parking and we've been you know the sole holdout that you know we we are the biggest um, entertainment provider you know amusement parks and whatnot we're you know we're it we're the big deal and we're the only one really who's not charging for parking why are we not charging for parking and also they want again <laughs> they're trying to lessen the amount of people in the parks they're trying to get crowds more manageable. I don't think this. I don't think it's going to lessen. I don't think it's going to no, lessen people not. in the parks. No, it's not. Absolutely not. No, I, I think what it's going to do is lessen family. people on the roads. Yeah. Well, here's the conversation I had with my family, and my dad disagreed with me. I told him that this was not going to affect attendance at all. No, and I. And he and and he thinks that it will. I don't think that it will yeah. at all because it's like. 160 some odd dollars for a week at a deluxe to bring your car and right. here's the thing if, if you're coming to a deluxe that's a lunch at tiffin's yeah that's that's a that's <laughs> sort of like quote unquote a drop in the hat like i'm not it, in, i mean quite honestly so you're staying yeah you're staying at the grand floridian that's tea time for three people i'm not yeah. exaggerating it no. may cause someone to like knock off a night of their trip or, or like if, if money yeah. is that tight maybe move down from a deluxe to a moderate but i don't real talk people... if money's that tight maybe walt disney world is not the vacation destination exactly exactly that's my point no. like like if you're it 
this is like this is all luxury and i know that people hate when people talk about like walt disney world is not mostly, like a must do this is mostly not, me like, <laughs> this is people not hate like, when i do it essential <laughs> medication this is not like yes. gas in your car this is not food in your pantry this is walt disney world and so if if something like like if 160 dollars is like a make or break like there's no way that you can pull together 160 dollars mm. then i'm like should yep. you go like that would be my question if 160 dollars is really going to cause a huge effect in your in your personal bookkeeping and the way you manage your household that kind of stuff it now I can kind of luxury really yeah. an option I, I do and, and I do agree with you however I can also hear this argument it is yet another straw on yes. top of other things that have gone up over the past I'll say 10 years since the recession Oh, yeah. And I'm going to include um, check bag fees on airlines. Oh yeah. So you know, and again, yeah. that's not Disney. <laughs> that's not Disney. But not Southwest is, either. And but it's, it's not a, Southwest. But it's another. Yeah. But, but like, I really don't have the option to fly Southwest. You could in New Jersey. <laughs> Come on up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Um, this is one of those situations where I'm like, Dean. <laughs> yeah. You know, Amy can go to Cincinnati to the airport. As we do. Yes. And it's a huge it's pain. It's a right. huge pain, and we have to, you know, pay to park the car there as well as you would at any right. airport. But well, it's and a that's, huge pain. And that's an interesting point, because you do have to pay to park your car somewhere. It's going to yeah. be if you're you paying it at Disney. Right. If you so, fly. There are so, a, a number of people who drive as well. So let, let's, let's look at these straws. So there are people that stopped flying due to increased fuel surcharges or the check bags. Mm -hmm. So now they're driving. Mm -hmm. um, the driving might save them a couple hundred dollars. Well, mm -hmm. now in that same span of time, the park tickets have gone up, the room prices have gone up, the food prices have gone up, and now you're mm -hmm. paying to park. So, mm -hmm. yes, we're saying that it's a luxury, but it's a luxury you could have afforded before all of these, and people call it nickel and diming, it's a little more substantial than that. Mm -hmm. When it's $150 tacked on, but then, like, you know, the cost of PhotoPass went up, like, $110. Mm -hmm. So, now, okay, do you have to buy a camera to take pictures of yourself? Like, you know, or using your your phone? Now you've got to buy extended batteries so that your phone mm -hmm. lasts all day. Um, you might need to do that in order to use Disney's app in order to get the FastPass Pluses and all of your reservations in order. You know, it's like the cost of everything has increased. Not just Disney, but you know, everywhere. I mean, go to a Broadway show, all of that stuff. We've 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 discussed that to death. I can see the point where this, again, with Disney being that lone holdout, that was a big differentiator. Now that's gone. They've also increased the amount of extra magic hours to the like quote unquote good neighbor hotels. That's a Disneyland term, but you know, let's use that for Walt Disney World. Staying at the Four Seasons becomes a better option than staying at the Grand Floridian. And I know that you're going to tell me that these two, you know, parts of Disney are not related. They don't intersect in any way. But when you put these things side by side, you put Black Panther and Wrinkle in Time 
those two openings that are making millions upon millions upon millions of dollars, you take... You use the B word there. The, yeah, the billion, billion, billions. Billions. Billion dollars. I, I didn't... Look. I did not want to be wrong because I know that Polly would swoop in <laughs> I just didn't want to be wrong about how much money it was. But well, and, yeah. And, and to, to be fair, I mean, Black Panther and Wrinkle in Time have brought in a billion revenue the way LeBron James and I have both combined for 30,000 <laughs> points in the NBA. <laughs> hey, come on. Wrinkle in Time made a respectable <laughs> amount in a normal type movie yes, situation it, it, so it, anyway okay. you, you take though you take the all of this huge amount of revenue that has been very publicly coming in because disney has been you know yay we're making all you know these movies are doing great and then over here you have oh and we're gonna start charging for parking then people sort of look at this and say you just made billions of dollars on a movie. Why do you need more money from us when we're already giving you all this money? So I, I, I can understand why that looks really bad on their part. As far as I understand, they already charge for parking at Olani. They already charge for parking at Disneyland. At the hotels. They, so, I believe they charge for parking um, as part of the rates for at... Um, uh, Saratoga, not, not Saratoga Springs, at Vero Beach and at Hilton Head Island as well. So this is basically the last faction of Disney resorts, and granted it's their largest, U.S.-based, that are not charging for parking. So I'm not surprised this came around. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. We might have to ask uh, uh, Mr. Ben Bowers if they charge at uh, Disneyland Paris. It's been on um, those questionnaires that they email people. It's yeah. been appearing on those questionnaires for the last year or two. That yeah. they're thinking about doing it and they wanted to see the approval about whether people liked it or not. I hope that no one said they would be okay with that because who the heck? Who okay, the heck Amy? Say, yeah, I'm cool with well, paying 25 more dollars a night. Okay, but keep in mind when the mentality of people that are answering this question, if they are just off a fantastic vacation and they can't wait to go back. It's kind of like right after you've had a great meal, and they ask you about the meal, and they say, Hi. "You know, would you, would you, would you pay an upcharge for a flight of port at the end?" You go, "Yeah, that'd be great." No, <laughs> no, Holly, no one is going to say that that would be okay to People charge twenty-five dollars a night no. for parking, no matter if they're still on the trip and Mickey Mouse is sitting next to them. No, but remember that if people are paying through the Disney site, their vacation is paid for before they enter the property. And if they're using a wonderful travel agent, like, Adventure is out there, travel. There's a final payment date. Book in the next six days will help you avoid parking fees. That's right! <laughs> <laughs> And I hope that this doesn't sound like I'm defending Disney because I think this is total trash no, on their I, part. I, like, I get why they're doing it because there's now an industry standard and they're like, okay, so, we, you know, we've been, you know, raising ticket prices. We've been raising room rates. We've been raising food prices. And still we got all these people coming. And, you know, we, we still need less people. W what are we going to do now? Well... Maybe we could uh, charge people for parking. Well, let's try that. I mean, they're they're doing anything that they can do to get less people coming, but still make the same or more money than what they made. I don't, I don't think this is about the less people. This is more no. about the how 
how can I get higher average dollar per guest? And uh, what and, I also think is they need to have at the end of the year the same profitability. However, I do believe they're going to have to pay more and more for infrastructure projects. Mm. So at the end of the year, if they have to, you know, uh, just to make up a number, if they have to show a $50 million profit, they still need to show a $50 million profit at the end of 2018. But their expenses might be higher because they are building gondolas. They are building the flyover overpass, you know, like the bus lanes. They are going to have to, at some point, buy new monorail trains. Now, <laughs> the, the, you know, the pessimists in all of us are like, well, come on, you're making these rougher profits. Turn some of those profits into those things you need to buy, which is a rational discussion. However, investor relations are not rational. Although, also, rolling back to Polly's previous comment, my, my thought is, how many people actually drive and park at the resorts? I, I'm making up a number. It's probably less than half. So if you're that family that just had that great vacation, you're having a great time, and you're about to get back on Magical Express because you flew down, you bust over, you're busting back, and you're flying home, and someone asks you, would you mind paying $20 to park at your resort? Yeah. Sure. I don't care because it doesn't affect me. Yeah. And, and I'm sure they had people that answer that way. Now, I, I just think we've seen it with Disney. They're trying to monetize everywhere they can. Yep. And when you look out and the industry standard is to get $20 per night, you know, Orlando, it's not in Orlando. We all understand that, but it's, they're treated like Orlando. They're treated like a big city. You know, I'm used to going to New York City and paying far in excess of that to park in any given parking garage, let alone park at a hotel. So it doesn't surprise me that they're going to get this money and they're going to find a way to increase that revenue line. It's just, it's a fact. And they don't want to roll it into the resort rate. They don't want to tell you that the hotel, you know, say a value just went from 149 a night to one, let's say I can do math here, 62 a night because they rolled in parking. It's easier to keep it as a line item because then they can advertise lower rates. You know what? One, one, one reason that we have been able to justify paying the rates that we do pay to stay on site, which are very, very overpriced, in my opinion, is because all of these amenities were lumped in. Now, if they're going to start line iteming things on top of the exorbitant room rates, that's where it gets to be way too much. And honestly, like, we didn't take our January trip. We didn't go this time because the money was so much. Expenses have become so much for what we personally do as a family when we go that we didn't go. And so, well, you know, it's... It, it was this business that drove me away from staying at the Swan and Dolphin. I started going more to Disney resorts because we would get a great rate, you know, as a teacher rate through my wife, and we're paying 159 a night. And then once you added in the resort fee, the parking fee, this, that, and the other thing, all of a sudden our room was up at, you know, 220 239 anyway. And we said, well, we'll just stay at a moderate for that price because I'd right. rather be on Disney property. Mm -hmm. You're losing that advantage now. And I think this is more impactful at the value level. And I know the value had the cheapest parking. Because yeah, if you look at those numbers, they're keeping it somewhere between 6 and 8% of the room rate, roughly speaking. So that's probably part of why they're doing that tiered structure on the, the parking fee. You know, they don't, they don't want to throw a $22 fee on top of $140 a night. I also think they're charging the least for the class of resort that parks the most. Yeah, that's probably true, too. But I think one of the things that we used to, especially you know, in the travel agent angle, we would talk to people that were saying, I'm thinking about staying off-site, 
but what's the cheapest way I can get on site? And, you know, of course, we're going to tell them about a value room. Yeah. And one of the differentiators was I understand you can get that, you know, off site resort for 109 a night, but why don't you consider the All Star at 140? Because now you're not going to have to pay for parking. You don't have to pay for parking at the at the parks, you know, the, the extra hours, like all those things that <laughs> used to make it different. <laughs> well, that's. Yes. That was another issue, you know. Yep. It's, if you come from off-site, you do have to pay when you go to pull into the TTC, where you don't if you're a resort guest. But this they're true. making up for that by hitting you at the hotel level. So, you know, some of those things that we would explain as a differentiator, just to make sure people had a fully informed decision, those differentiations are going away now. Yeah. I just think they got a lot of nerve doing this. I'm sorry, I really <laughs> do. They got a lot of nerve pulling this, because, like, the prices are so high for everything already. They really are, comparatively. And I'm not talking about comparing Walt Disney World to New York or California. Or no, Atlanta you're talking about Orlando like area. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the Orlando area. They got a lot of nerve, man. And the prices are so astronomical for the rooms. Well, I mean, they when are. I stayed at Universal, I stayed at the Cabana Bay Suites. And that two-bedroom suite with two bathrooms was less than a standard room at the All-Star Movies. Like, come on, man. And it looked it's out over so Volcano good. Bay. I mean, you saw the pictures. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's it a gorgeous. brand new resort. That was Where gorgeous. they par- charge for parking. Where they yeah. do charge for parking. <laughs> now, but and that still, is, but that is a like point. Like is saying, the price for that was the same yes. as a room at the All-Star. Like, it's different yeah. when... It's different when the price is reasonable versus a Disney price, which is not for like. I mean, it, it basically comes down to, and, and again, I, I know I'm introducing Universal to this discussion, but it comes down to if you want to stay at a theme hotel, not necessarily like Disney theme, but just a, a, a themed hotel, it is almost worth it if you do not partake in extra magic hours. To stay at a Universal Resort and drive every day to Walt Disney World. Mm. And yet, resort capacity and park attendance would say that yep. these are not negative impacts. No, I 100% agree because th- these resorts, you know, I hear all the time that, you know, uh, Skipper Dick Ritchie will just try and find a room. And he can't. It's like everything is booked all yep. the time. It, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm seeing it particularly with the summer. I mean, the summer's going to be another crazy one. Trying to find people rooms or you know, at particular resorts or particular views, they're just gone already. And yep. that's why that's why I think we're saying that we don't think that attendance, room capacity, things like that are necessarily going to be affected because I think that Disney is targeting a different... Um, Gosh, I don't want to say like they're targeting the rich because that sounds really gauche, but I mean they're they're targeting people with more more money to spend, man, with all of this. Like obviously there's going to be people who are not going to be able to afford this anymore, this luxury, yep. and that's super sad and I hate that. And like right now we are not willing to pay it. Like even if we could, even if we wanted to, we don't feel that it is a good value for us right now. Oh, the same. That's the reason why there was five years since my last trip. Yeah. Quick math question for you. How much money, how much revenue do you think this is per night? For how each resort or for the all Total. of Walt Disney World? All of Walt you, Disney World. You know, you park, parking. parking fees? Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned Drunk at Disney at uh, 3 o'clock radio. I want to give you a quick rough estimate he threw out there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
34,541 rooms on property. Right. Let's pretend 40% of those paid for parking in a night. Okay. 13,816 rooms paying for parking at an average of 1866 per night. Right. $258,000. Per day. Addition, per day. Yeah. Multiply that by 365. That is a quarter of a million dollars a day. So that and is how much nine, is that if you multiply that by 365? That is ninety million dollars a year. Okay, I mean that pays that pays for probably half a million, half a monorail. <laughs> mm, as if that's where that money would go. Well, you know, I, I'm real. trying to. I am trying to be on the bright side because much like a local government will raise revenue before they do an infrastructure project. Now again, Disney is not a government, although they do have a like you know Reedy Creek. <laughs> improvement district as a quasi government they because they do have that that requirement to pay their shareholders a certain amount that they put into their you know annual forecasts i i do hope that the reason they're doing this is not just to pad that bottom line but they are spending they are spending a lot of money in Walt Disney World with construction Oh yeah, it's a lot of money, and right now all of that construction is not bringing in revenue. You know, it's kind of like when you buy property and you're building a house; you still got to pay all the taxes, even though you're not living in it. Yep. <laughs> when a business builds, they are paying all of the taxes, they're paying for insurance, they're paying for all this stuff plus construction, and they're getting no revenue. So you know, it, maybe this is something that they're trying to, you know proactively build up that revenue so that they can increase spend on other infrastructure projects such as maybe and again this is me completely pie in the sky I hope they're doing this replace the monorail uh, increase the gondola system that you know it, it it's not even built yet and people are like this is a great idea um, you know maybe it's modernized the boat fleet I don't know maybe this is part of the resort budget and it's helping to pay the resort enhancements you're Could building be. new buildings. You're adding new rooms. They are building. Yep, they're bad. At, yep, all of those things. They're taking advantage of the fact that Toy Story Land is opening a little later that also. here. That and they're also. also they also want everyone to get used to this before Galaxy's Edge even gets to be close to coming open. They want everyone to go ahead and get this anger out of their systems before they they get to book in their trips to come and see Galaxy's Edge. Although they want to make sure when someone when someone enters Orlando, when they land at MCO, and when they get out of that plane, they want to make sure that they get every penny of your spent dollars. I Once will, you I walk will into say, MCO. though, to that point, and I've said this before, this is not going to be a new argument. Disney Twitter, you know, the people, all the people that are angry is a minuscule amount of people for all of Walt Disney World's guests. Oh, yeah. I tweeted that, that with somebody today. I was the like, vast majority of people. Yeah, I did see that. I did say We that are I'm not proud. representative at all. I am proud of you for that. Because well, I the vast the same majority... Point. It's, are, it's over 70% are first-timers yes. or right. first-in-a-while-timers. This and is this not point. going to make them not come. No, because what I was pointing out on Twitter is that 
they the people who are the majority of the guests are not the hypersensitive to every Disney change. No. You know, I, I haven't been to Atlantis in 10 years down in the Bahamas. When I go back, there's going to be all sorts of new fees and structures and things that I didn't experience the last 10 years, but I won't be as angry about them because I didn't see them year over year and see them charge me an increase year over year. And it's the same thing for a Disney fan. If someone's never been there before, they don't know that the hotels used to not charge for parking because if they've been to any big city in any hotel... They've already paid for parking. <laughs> like my it. experience in Boston. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would and, love and, to know what percentage of guests buy a package where everything is all inclusive and they don't know how much they're paying for each little line item thing. They just pay it and that's it. I think a lot. My mm-hmm. sampling from what I can tell you from our agency, it's, it's the majority. Now that yeah. may mm-hmm. not be true because there's a lot of people who are local you know, with AP and mm-hmm. those folks are not buying packages, so you know it depends on the split there. But you know, the, and those people won't be paying long for distance parking. traveler. Yeah, uh, the long distance traveler is uh, is paying in a package, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. those people, I would think that those people, most of them would be taking Magical Express. Yep, I'm sure a lot do. Well, mm-hmm. I, w- I was thinking of the AP holder that is using a room only rate. Right. Oh yeah. Like right, but they, they would still be. But like they, us. but they can get the free valet with the AP. What? But that's only for. That's only if you're dining. That's through your tables in Wonderland. Okay, Sir, so no, you get a reservation. There's no free valet. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, there's no at, free valet. Well, you're eating at your I'm eating like, at your hotel every night, and you say, "Hey, uh, just hang on to this till the morning." Right. The only free valet parking is if you have a disabled placard or a disabled card or something, then you can get free valet service. But other than that, I'm you can think- take your chances parking in the lime or orange garages. Paulie, <laughs> 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 so, I, I gave you the hot take from our fellow podcast host. You got any other hot takes that came in as we were discussing this today? Yeah, I do. Actually, we put out the question that uh, we were going to be recording today with the hashtag Ask Butter Bacon, uh, which I'm we're going to try doing. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to try doing this a little bit more. Um, so, you know, we talked about how Disney Twitter is a very small slice, but it is a vocal one. Um, mm-hmm. So, we're going to start with uh, number one A fan of the show at One Golden Sun, who is Lucko the Carry. <laughs> and one uh, A. Yes, because she <laughs> it's a whole thing with Nick. But anyway, um, oh. she, she writes, I am personally not happy. I've always felt like Disney should be a step above what others in the industry are doing. The Disney difference, unquote, seems to be a thing of the past. By the way, char- charging overnight guests but not day guests seems backwards. And that's interesting because she is a day guest um, normally uh, when she goes. She is a, um, as, as I call at definite Disney, she's a regional <laughs> to Walt Disney World. <laughs> Well, um, I agree with her. When, when they first talked yes. about par- charging for parking, that's what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It was charging the day guests to try to avoid the people who right. like to, you know, say, park at the Contemporary and walk to Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Right. Not that, not, not what they rolled out, though. So No, so, so that's interesting. Um, so, yeah, and, and you know what? Again, she's got a point. Uh, Amy, you mentioned it. They, you know, in their, in their, um, in their official response is that they were the only holdout. Um, I kind of wish that they had remained the only holdout, because that's a differentiator. But mm-hmm. they decided not to. Yeah, that also reminds me of that time when we were staying at the Polynesian, and we came back to the resort. We had been off-site shopping, and we came back, and they said, oh, we, 
the lot's full. You're going to have yeah. to park at the TTC. And we were like, mm, we're staying here. Uh, we're guests of this resort. You can't be full. They're like, oh, we're, we're full. But you can go uh, ballet park. Uh, we were like, oh, okay. And so uh, <laughs> we valet parked, and then uh, we were told that we could go to the front desk and get that refunded since the lot was full. But it was around dinner time, I think, when we got back. Yeah. And so, you know, at, at the resorts on Seven Seas Lagoon, they obviously have trouble with parking. They didn't build anywhere near enough at the resorts, I don't think. So, yeah. So even the Wilderness Lodge, um, there were times wilderness where I'd have to drive. Later. Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. I mean, even though built later and not on the Seven Seas Lagoon, there were some times that I would have to, you know, I'd drop my wife and kid off and I would go park. Because mm -hmm. Same. Yeah, I've, I've done that there, too. Yeah, yeah. it's just that the lot is not large. Yeah. Agree. Uh, Dean, you have any comments on Terry's comment? You want to comment? Um, should I comment on Amy's comment on Carrie's comment? Yes. <laughs> Do you have a comment on Amy's comment on Curious Comment that I can comment on? Comment, 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 chameleon. <laughs> um, I think it is a well put together thought and a witty and clever response. Awesome. Okay, I was watching basketball. Yeah, I was too. That commercial was fantastic. <laughs> I can fill in if you guys want to watch the replay. So no, I no, no. Say Amy, at some I point. Agree, I agree with Amy, Perry. At some point, you're gonna like that commercial. <laughs> Let me just say, no, I agree with Carrie, and sorry. I do. I do want to know why it's only guests who are already yeah. paying these That's huge inflated prices for on-property resort rooms. Why is it only them that are being charged for the parking? Why isn't it someone who's coming? Like, oh, I'll go get a Dole Whip at the Pineapple and I, and then right. I'll go to Magic Kingdom. Like, right. they, yeah. they've had that problem, you know, that's a tale as old as time, so yep. it, this this obviously isn't doing anything to help that, so that kind of no, sticks to get, in my To give mind. you a real answer, I agree with that, and I said it in the beginning, I, I actually thought this was going to go the other way when I heard about the idea that they're going to start charging for parking, yeah. you know, and the fact that it's not affecting the... I mean, let's just call it what it is. The people who are cheating the system and parking there right. as day guests. Right. Those are the folks who should be paying for this. You know, they should probably be charging both. You know, And I like the idea that you could validate if you had a dining reservation or if you ate at the resort, something like that. Even if you ate at the quick service, they should give you the money yep. back. But they're not even doing that part of it. Now, the Disney difference, I could go down that path and that would be a whole other time. Yeah, that might be a whole other I don't think paying show. or not paying for parking <laughs> has anything to do with the Disney difference. I don't think Disney has ever been anything other than a financially driven corporation. Mm -hmm. Maybe in the very early years, but even back then, Roy was the one that kept Walt to task yeah. about making money and making sure they made money. And, and you know, I had this conversation on Twitter. People were talking about how it used to not be line itemed and, and it was all packaged. And now we're having to see the fees in front of us. Well, when the parks open, you had to pay to ride. Yeah. So it hasn't always been packaged. And that, that has nothing to do with the Disney. And that's not to just me. Disneyland. I mean, what, the Magic Kingdom was that way. Yeah. Disney difference has always been about superior service, superior experience, and superior like family time and memories. Right. Now, if you want to have a topic about those going away... That's for a different show, and I could I could agree with her on that. But I, I don't think that the parking fee or you know the, the way the finances were drawn up were ever a Disney difference. All right. So next we got one from Wally, who's at the Real Big Wall. 
He says, Yay! He says, The difference between the resort parking versus the other fees is because we expect admission increases. The extras are just that. Extra better parking, valet, cabanas, whatever. They're extra. You can choose. I added that you can choose. Resort parking fees are just a naked cash grab. And he tweeted WDW today with that one. So that is a direct feedback to the Disney Daily um, interactive um, Twitter account. Um, You know what? And at first I was kind of blasé about it, but the more I thought about it, I I tend to agree with Wally. This is something that they're just doing to raise revenue. Mm -hmm. Pure and simple. I I don't think there's any argument with that. And I think, you know, I think uh, Drunkie's math proves it. They just found a way to make $90 million. Uh, 100%. Um, Yeah, when when I wanted to, you know, stand and, and try to justify this, it was when I thought it was going to be the day guest. Yeah. Charging your existing resort guest, this is just a... And you could get into the hotel reporting and financing and why they don't just bury it and why it's a line item, but this is totally just a cash grab. Yeah. It sure right. is. I agree. Great Big Beautiful at Gert Big Beautiful says, first they came for paper fast passes, but I said nothing because I stay on property. Then they came for the tiny bottles of shampoo, but I said nothing because I don't stay at the values. Then they came for the overnight parking fees, and I still said nothing because I'm DVC. (laughs) (laughs) So, a little bit of levity. (laughs) And, and And I think it's a great point in a way to say, this is not, you know, much like Diz Twitter is such a small piece of the overall Disney bubble, yeah. this is not affecting everyone. And DVC pays, you know, $1,500 every year for maintenance yeah. fees, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's your parking spot. There's your parking who, who spot. Said that, who sent that comment? Uh, great Big, big Beautiful. It's GRT Big Gert. Beautiful on Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought that might have been somebody else. No, that was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, you sure? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm reading it right now. Oh, all right. Okay, I got you. I don't know how true this is. Uh, so, someone was hypothesizing that perhaps something in the DVC contract allows them the right of... of I read that too. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. it was, Therefore, I think, they, DVC they News. They know all yeah. of that stuff. And I think and they were saying that all members, whether they're resale or original contract or anything, they all pay within their dues. Yep. For um, parking improvements and stuff yep. like that, so they couldn't be, be charged twice. And those like individual that. contracts are written for 50 years from the date yes. that that resort opens, so there is mm-hmm. no way Disney is going to go renegotiate those, because that's an individual renegotiation with every mm-hmm. single DVC member. Not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, old, old Key West will be paying for parking in, what, 20... Uh, 20... <laughs> 38, oh, I think. Or no, they extended Old Disney. Key West. They, they had the 15-year extension. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. All right, I guess you're getting free parking for a while if you're there. Yeah. All right, so um, next one, TJ, who is at run underscore TJ, Dean. Yes, you can do three brackets. <laughs> um, and this no, is actually... Figure it out. You got, yeah. you got about 12 oh, hours. You got to figure it out. He is against the bracket of integrity. And I'm like, yeah, all he's, caps. He's and not... Bracket of integrity! And he's, he's not, not buying it. He's not buying it. No. Uh, he's, he's asking, and this is actually going to be a good segue. Are you referring to the parking announcement or the consolidation of parks and consumer products announcement? More on that later. 
Regardless, I think both moves are intended to boost profits at the guest's expense. Uh, I agree on the parking that is at the guest's expense. I don't agree that the reorganization of Disney, which we will discuss briefly, um, is at the guest's expense. Thoughts about that? You would know. I wouldn't. I don't know any of the corporate stuff, so I'm hoping to get a, a small uh, education this evening. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an equation, Polly. It's profit equals revenue minus expense. That's correct. If you want it, if you want to increase profit, there are two things you can do: either increase your revenue, yes. like charging for profit, which would be at the or at you, the guest expense, or you decrease your expenses, which can like be eliminate at the guest expense, like, elim <laughs> like eliminating management. Yes. So the other big announcement that which came we, out today: the nice word is consolidation. Yeah, consolidation. <laughs> um, yeah. So wait, uh, wait. You have you had one more thing on here that was from Ask Butter Bacon. You had one more comment. I do. Yeah. Come on, Ask Butter Bacon. I don't see another one. What do you got? It was. Uh, it says here it is from Ultimate Disney Fan Twenty Eight at ULT Disney Fan Twenty Eight. And this is a comment about service. So they said, We experienced the worst bus <gasps> yes. service over the last two years from Pop Century, no less. Long waits both ways, overcrowded and consistent service, though an option, not a great one. Imagine what they will be like now with more people. And that is a great point. It is. Um, it the is. only thing, and again, I go back to my, you know, if, if, if I'm going to be optimistic, if they put some of this money into more bendy buses... If they put some of this money into more gondolas, if they put some of this money into an increased monorail, if they put some of this money into, you know, maybe more boats, um, then maybe you'll start to alleviate that. But that is a fantastic point. Disney's infrastructure and public transportation is stretched well beyond its design limits. I mean... Yeah, and to just expand on the point, I think what they're saying here is... Someone like me, I, I rent a car for luxury. I don't yeah. need a car. We don't often even go to... A, we might go to the grocery store on the way in and not again. We don't leave property to go out to dinner ever. So we really do get the car to go around property. And I think the point here is... For, uh, although the positive side of this is less cars if people yep. aren't renting as much. Uh, would, would mean alleviate nope. the traffic. Um, but it's going to put a lot of stress well, on the bus. So, you know, any any family who decides, I don't really need that rental car. I, I, cannot, I can cut out not only the... And I'll make up a number, you know, $30, $40 a day for the car, but I'm also not going to have to pay the between $13 and $22, $24 for parking. You know, you save that money by not having the car and giving up that luxury. But yeah, now you're going to take the buses everywhere. And that well, is and I have often system. wondered why Walt Disney World did not build bus-only lanes. And I don't mean like a painted lane on the side road. I'm talking about actual roads only the buses can go on. And there are yeah. most certainly ways, and I've seen them in cities, where they put, like, the giant block in the middle of the road. You can't drive over it in a regular car. I mean, you, you will remove your transmission if you tried to get <laughs> over it. But it is perfectly sized, so the bus, when it's up at its cruising height, and the wheelbase, you know, of a bus can go over these things. And all it is is just a single-lane road, and it will lead one way. And only buses can go... I don't know why they never put that into effect other than you know it's a cost but man you th yeah, they, you think they, about they have it entering the parks they have the right. bus only lanes when you're actually right. getting dropped but, off so, so yeah, why, why didn't they can continue yeah, that concept why can't you do that it, it, uh, just make a loop around the entire property 
uh, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why. But you know, again, it's it's my hope. Uh, you know, it, it may call me naive. You know, I've 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 also seen them surprise me with some things, like the gondolas. I mean, that kind of came out of nowhere. But you know, yeah, I, I hope they improve that. They're going to have to improve it because you're right. You're 100 percent right. Dream on. <laughs> I'm so pessimistic tonight. I'm, I apologize, That's fine. For the listeners. No, I, I'm, I, I'm with you. This just this just rubbed me the wrong way. Yep. Completely. Yep. So I, I'll be much more cheerful next time. But uh, this no, just man, this sticks in my craw. So, and it's funny. The other part of the Disney announcement today, which was completely overshadowed by parking talk, because parking talk affects people directly. They affect the park guests directly. The other part of this episode that Disney announced today affects the entire Disney Corporation. But, you know, the, the effects of which are going to be far-ranging. Disney announced they're going to be reorganizing the entire enterprise into four major business units. The new major business unit being... All of the online and streaming services are all going to be under one leadership, reporting directly to Bob Iger. The other one, which remains... I'm just going to go through all four real quick. The other ones, Mm -hmm. um, one kind of remains the same. It is the, you know, basically the Disney Studios. All of the movie, you know, movie studios, that's all remaining together. All of the television networks, the broadcast stuff, that's all remaining together. And consumer products and parks and resorts are being consolidated into one. Here's when I looked at the press release that Disney put out, and it's a whole bunch of press release speak. It's a whole bunch of marketing gobbledygook. It's a whole bunch of corporate double talk. What it boils down to is there is one Disney company that is going to be in charge of things that you watch when and where you want to. There's going to be one Disney company in charge of things you watch in a movie theater. There's going to be one Disney company in charge of things you watch on TV. And there's another Disney company in charge of things that you buy and experience for yourself in person. Whether that's in your house or at a Disney property. That, that is the crux of this reorganization. Dean, you mentioned it. It's a consolidation of management. I use ESPN as an example. You had, you had executives in charge of programming for ESPN. You had executives in charge of the website for ESPN. You had executives in charge of the app for ESPN, separate from the website. You had executives in charge of ESPN radio. You had executives in charge of ad buys for ESPN. You had other executives in charge of getting ads for ESPN out there. All of those people didn't necessarily talk to each other. So, very disjointed. I kind of disagree with the, you know, that the consolidation of the business segments is a consumer issue. I actually can see this being a benefit to the consumer, not in a price, but in a consistent product. Because, you know, how many times have we seen people, oh, I can't get merchandise for Wrinkle in Time. I see that now. Because the people that are doing the consumer products are not talking to the people that are doing the marketing for the film. Right? This way, now, there's going to be much more line of sight between those business units because it's a much more focused, consolidated management approach. Now, I know this is a whole bunch of business talk, 
I see this as a positive. What I don't see this as a positive for is there are going to be thousands and thousands of middle management and executives that are going to be laid off. That is not good. I don't know if it'll be thousands and thousands, but there is no question. This type of reorg will take, and I'll throw out a time frame, three to yeah. six months, and you will see pockets will. being consolidated. Yeah. You will see uh, areas closing. You'll see areas get completely redesigned. Because once a big manager takes over, the big manager picks their yep. report managers. Those report managers are charged with certain tasks most of which result in one of the two things I talked about. Increase the revenue or decrease the expense. And at some point, like you said, it's going into four four different buckets mm -hmm. or silos. Uh, I think they're hoping they won't be as siloed as Well, that's before. the thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Th that's the hope. Th there's, <laughs> th there's going to be job loss. And I also... Is. I mean, there's no, there's no nice way What they've also done um, in the last couple months, and it's been noticed on Twitter that a lot of senior leaders have experience in consumer products. I don't think that's by mistake. Yeah. Those senior leaders are going to be in no. place in the new structure. What I what I can see is, and you know, Amy, you can definitely chime in in this part. You remember in the Disney store, maybe 10, 15 years ago, it felt like going to the theme park? It did at one point in time. Yeah, maybe maybe a little bit longer ago than that. You know, before yeah. Children's Place, before Children's yes. Place came along. Oh yeah, oh that was definitely before Children's Place. I can see. <laughs> yeah, I can see under a consistent vision, if they're going to start to use the Disney Store as a way to get people to want to go on a cruise or want to take a Disney vacation, right? It's going to be more than just a merch depot. I think you're going to see they, they want that place to feel Disney. You know what I heard? I heard that they are now live streaming yes. um, parades yes. and different and different parks, um, different parks content. They're streaming those in the store somehow. I haven't been there and seen that in person myself, but they did put up like a sign up in the Magic Kingdom that said that you know the parade is live streamed, and then if you don't want yourself seen, you know, stay away from this area during a parade that or whatever. Stuff's on the back of the tickets anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like they put one up, like a new one up yeah. on Main Street around Casey's Corner that said right. that, and so someone said that they actually show it like in the stores now. So that's pretty cool. So I think that's part of like bringing the parks back into the stores, making them important. I don't know if the stores um, still sell tickets or not, since now you can get they them sell online. gift cards. They sell gift yes, cards. they do. Yes, they do. So you could get, you know, a gift card for the amount of a ticket and let someone purchase with that. But so uh, imagine, yeah. yeah, I mean, so imagine, you know, doing a little bit of uh, armchair Imagineering. Imagine in a year or two, if you can go in and customize your magic band in the store, kind of like D tech, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But you don't. You can do that. You can get kind of that. Oh, we're getting ready for a Disney vacation. You can do that within five miles from your house, twenty miles from your house, however close you are to your nearest Disney store. Mm -hmm. Which umbrella are they? That's, that's that's consumer products, parks and resorts. It's it's all it's all products. everything yeah. that that's touches yeah. a person that they can reach out and hold and buy or experience is under one leadership. Anything, but not crossed with no, the movies. no, no, no. The movie because everything that happens with the movies, the studios, that is all separate. Because yeah, where, where my brain was going was right? merch. 
Yeah, where the cross... Because that's always been a complaint, is about mm-hmm. the crossover of how how characters are depicted in play sets, toys, video yep. games, etc. And represented in the, the right. uh, stores versus how they are and how quickly they get there. Well, and... Games. So that's still separate, but I do like the idea of theme parks. And it's still separate, but I think with... Because before there were five business units, now there's four, and one of them is new. Um, I think that leadership team is going to be able to have a lot higher level discussions when there is something coming across. And I'm thinking particularly Marvel and Star Wars properties. That that discussion, and oh, you yeah. can get those talks rolling earlier. Because when there's less people involved, when there's less of those... And, you know... I'm going to call them middle managers. These guys are vice presidents. (laughs) These women are vice presidents. It's not really middle management as you would think it would be. But, you know, in the Disney corporate structure, it is. Because there's hundreds of these positions across, you know, the five business units. There's still going to be hundreds. But I think with a more focused vision, hopefully... Um, that we can see some improvements. You know, maybe you can see a thought of how best to promote Wrinkle in Time as merchandise, as an example. It's a good example. Because by the time that merchandise gets the show, <laughs> the movie's going to be long gone. Yeah. Around. So you know, it, not everything's going to be a hit. Of course, nothing. You know, it, it's the same with everything. But you know, I, I do see this as a good thing for us, the consumer. Um, and I think that really started with the Movies Anywhere change from Disney Movies Anywhere. And again, that's that to me is Disney and the other studios that are participating. That's their answer to Amazon being a content provider. Yeah. And it's yeah. Netflix being a content provider. When Disney has their new streaming service that is unveiled, it's going to be under that new area. Because that's going to be their expertise, is delivering streaming content, online content, to your phone, to your iPad, to your Apple TV, to your Roku, to your laptop, to your desktop, whatever you want it, wherever you want it, however you want it. But it's going to be one company that is in charge of that for Disney. And that, I think, is a good thing. How many times, if you're looking to find something, if you are a cord cutter, is it on Hulu? No. Is it on Netflix? No. Is it on HBO Go? No. Is it... No. <laughs> this, this makes one place you go. That is very attractive to people. Particularly that if they're trying to get away from a cable. So, you know, again, you know, and, and maybe it's the, it's the business person in me. I see this as a positive for the end user. It's really not good news if you're working for the Disney company at any kind of middle management or senior management level. Because I'd be worried. Yeah, I mean, I would too, but let's hope that there is more of reshuffling and redesigning tasks and less elimination. Yes, agreed. So, Amy, does that make a little bit more sense? I know that we talked in text how you're kind of like, uh, and I and I agree. I mean, the way that the press release is written, it is not written clearly. Yes, yes, they do. They find someone like you to write that. That's 100% (laughs) true. What I found interesting is after the release came out, Disney stock was up like 30 cents, which basically is, eh, okay, cool. (laughs) But there wasn't a massive, it it wasn't a massive sell-off. I think investors were like, okay, right, that's the okay, thing. we can see this. This makes sense. 
It doesn't seem short-sighted. That's no, I agree. So, Amy, does that make more sense? A little. But, you know, I'm not educated in these things. <laughs> She's still angry She's about totally that. angry about the party. You know what? Maybe it's that. I, I don't know. Maybe it's that. I, I apologize could, to could, the... Could, could be 11 o'clock at I night. Apologize. No, it's not that because <laughs> I, I stay up later than this. I, I don't know. She and watches maybe West I'm... Coast games in their entirety. Yes, I do. I, I watch these these West Coast games. I used to watch uh, live Sacramento Kings games. They would have a ten thirty tip. So, all right. Well, hopefully that you know clears up a little bit of some of the reorg, which again got completely overshadowed by people having to park um, and pay for it. But you know, <laughs> having this type of discussion and having healthy debate on Twitter—that is the good stuff. This has been the good stuff. Thank you for listening to Butter and Baby. For personalized trip planning services and expertise, please contact Becca via email at Becca at AdventuresOutThereTravel.com, on Twitter at AIOT Travel, or visit our website, AdventuresOutThereTravel.com, where you can get more information, read our blog, subscribe to our newsletter, and request a quote. Let them know Butter and Bacon sent you. You can follow Butter and Bacon on Twitter at Butter and Bacon, on Instagram as Butter and Bacon Podcast, and please contact us via email at butterandbaconpodcast at gmail.com. To get the good stuff delivered hot and fresh, please subscribe to Butter and Bacon in your podcast app of choice. My dearest listener, it is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. And now we invite you to relax. Let us pull up a chair as Bert et Bacon proudly present your outtakes. Disney Junior, I love kids. You know what? My favorite one, I think, is Handy Manny. Uh, have you, have you watched Puppy dun, Dog Pals, I've not watched Puppy Dog Pals yet. Oh, you gotta watch! You will love you it. You talked about that like months ago. You will. I know. You I've will love this, it. I've been on this classic cinema kick. I'm watching like two to three oh. movies a day, just like in okay. the background. I know. While I'm I know our lead-in. I know our lead-in topic. This wasn't our lead-in topic. Hold on a minute. I have to tell my daughter not to sing in the shower, otherwise she's <laughs> going to be in the background of this entire episode. <laughs> I'm recording a podcast. You can't sing because you'll be in the background. Listen, there can only be one of us. Yes, the songbird. Big enough for the two of us. Already on the show. (laughs) This podcast ain't big enough for two of us songbirds. Okay. Listen, little girl. (laughs) Amy hikes up her britches. Listen Listen here, here. (laughs) Billy. Listen here, whippersnapper. I'm going to be That's awesome. I'll need you to okay. knock it down a few pegs. Mm. All right, so. At Disney Resorts you know, now. You know what else isn't free? An intro to our podcast. I'm getting to that. <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> yes, I am. Hey, no, you weren't. Since you have to redo that now, thanks, Amy. Um, is this, is this... He was not getting to I was. 
No, you weren't. No, it really was. <laughs> oh. Um, their their capacity. Yeah, I hear it all the time on the uh, three o'clock radio parade. Uh, three. Yeah, three o'clock parade podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna start Where are you again. That I'm gonna start again. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm watching. Which one, Texas, which one of you Southern is drunk at and, Disney? And, yeah. I told um, you watching. that you were going to get too distracted, and you didn't believe me. No, it's a palindrome score. It was 64 to 46. Knock it off. Go Just te- go, go on. Texas and they're both. <laughs> it was the first four. They're both ranked 16. The stars at night, they shine so bright. And, and Paul, deep, deep in the heart, in the heart Texas. Texas. One of those teams was 16 and 19, and the other one was 19 and 16. No way. That's too cool. Anyway. But they no, couldn't get mine because no, I wanted. No, 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 not going to make the show. Jingle bell, jingle bam.